what we for. Miracles. Say miracles. 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 This week. Miracles. Miracles. This week. Miracles. This week will be a sign of time. Um, this is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. I love y'all with the love of the Lord, and I know y'all love me too. I want you to get, write me at P.O. Box, uh, Ward International, P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. You can call me at 424-261-3208. You can uh, uh, email me at wardint at hotmail.com. Please put Voice of Dominion on the subject line so I know it's you. Um and uh, you can go to G-A-M-N, Global Apostolic Ministerial Network is a marketing brand. And we have a website. Uh, you won't find any website with Ward International Ministries on it because Ward International Ministries is the foundation for all of my ministry stuff that we do. But we have a marketing brand called the Global Apostolic Ministerial Network. And the website address is G-A-M-N dot L-I-F-E. And I want you to go there and look at our vision. I'm an apostle and prophet, and I'm called to bring people to the consciousness and the lifestyle of Christ where you're constantly going, one, to full-time ministry, but two, even in your downtime, you're thinking about God and that when you leave your house, you are thinking about the world. When you leave your house tomorrow, tonight, whenever, in a few minutes, I want you to look at this world around you and what COVID-19 has done. And COVID-19 is a judgment on the preachers and the church, but it's also a clarion call to the to the remnant of people between one and three percent of people of all the Christians that have that are saved and still alive at this point. It's the remnant, those who favor his righteous cause. It is a there's a portal open for you as a prophet. I'm prophesying to you now for you to run through into unlimited wisdom, unlimited wealth and unlimited health. Why is that necessary? Because with COVID-19, our governor is shutting the state down. And uh, I was listening to uh, a preacher that was on another television program. And he's in Colorado, and he had a big conference. He had a big conference center. And the state officials were there to shut him down. Now, he had everybody socially distanced because he had it was a conference center that he was in. So he had four or five major big ballrooms. They had the center ballroom, and then they had other ballrooms on the side where people were socially distanced. Okay. And then the the ones that were not in the live ballroom, they had a big television screen up. And, oh, Lord, help me. I'm about to sneeze. Uh, Yeah, my wife is pointing at some. um, ah, I bind up a sneeze in the name of Jesus. Nose is itching. Oh, help me, Jesus. I bind up COVID-19 in the name of Jesus. It can't come near me. No, my dwelling. No hurt, harm, danger, no plague should come nigh me or my dwelling. And so the officials came to shut the conference down. This man had thousands of people there. They were socially distanced. They met all the prerequisites for the state requirements, distancing. Everybody had on masks, all that. The place had been sterilized properly and all that, and they wanted to shut him down. They did shut him down one morning, and then he came back the next day 
and they filed charges against him, and he sued him, and he's taking him to court, and he said he was prepared to go all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, what is that? That is the government, politics, economics, religion, and so social media. That's the world system that we live in attempting to shut the church down. But you can't shut the church down if individually we understand they don't expect you. There's no way in the world you can tell somebody that is not sick, that's wearing masks, that have to eat, that got to get water, they got to go get the clothes cleaned. Some people don't have washers and dryers in the house. I do. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad. I'm so happy you gave me that. But when you leave your house, they can't quarantine you not to talk to somebody in the grocery store, at the laundromat, at the dry cleaners, at the car wash, wherever you go, at the drugstore. For those of you who are on pharmaceuticals, you don't have to be because Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You can live an abundant life. You don't have to be on schizophrenia. Um, okay, Lord, I heard that. Um, schizophrenic medicine. I speak to Julie now. I'm operating in the supernatural. Julie, you've been contemplating, if not taking schizophrenic medicine recently. You tried it because you were having problems with your conscious and subconscious mind. I speak to the spirit of fear and I arrest it now in Jesus name. I said, Julie, be free in Jesus' name. Somebody said, well, my name is Julie. I'm talking to you. There might be 3,000 Julies I'm talking to. I'm talking to all of them. And if you're on medication and it's not for schizophrenia, you can get free. Be free in Jesus' name. No hurt, harm, danger, and plague should come nigh you or your dwelling. Listen, mental deficiencies and mental anxiety and mental lack of peace it's every much as plague as somebody telling you that you got cancer and it's non it's lymphoid cancer that's been spread all over your body. It's a sickness, it's a disease, it's an infirmity. Okay? Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ, can handle all of it. I say all the Julies out there be free in Jesus' name. So we've got to get on God's plan and begin to evangelize. The whole COVID-19, while it's an attack against the church, but primarily the preachers, okay? Because the people individually in their home, they're going to do what they need to do to try to survive. You know, anything that's living that comes under attack is going to do whatever it needs to do to try to stay to the best of their knowledge and and, and their resources. They gonna, you, know, you can back a, a mangy, nasty, toothless dog into a corner and take a bat and start hitting him, and he's going to bite you. He might not have no teeth, but he'll he'll scratch you. He'll do something, okay, because he's trying to live. And human beings are no different. When they're reduced to the state of not being Christ-like, not being saved, not being filled with the Spirit, not having access to God's wisdom, not having access to God's economic plan, not having access to God's healing plan, they're doing the same thing. And when we leave our houses, they're waiting on us. Now, we're going to Matthew chapter 15. And we're going to see the, the anointed one. Jesus the Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. It is, he is the anointed one and the anointing. All stacked up, packed up, and racked up together. Read verse 21 for me. My beautiful reader who is matched all up. 
She has a matching face mask and everything. Go ahead. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth unto after us. Okay, now watch this. We our church at ninety eight fifteen South Vermont. Okay, it's the Do Right Christian Church, but it's, it's Dominion Christian Center. We we lease the facility there. It's in the middle of the large, some of the largest homeless populations in the world. Okay, in concentration. You can turn any corner, leaving that church, and go in any direction, and you're gonna see some tents, and you're gonna see some people with some suitcases walking down the street, standing at the bus stop, barefooted, looking crazy. And, you know, God has always put me in distressed areas, and my call is to work with distressed people. And the body of Christ is distressed right now. They're distressed because you're distressed because you don't know what your purpose is. You don't know what your call is. It says, but he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she cried after us. That's the same mentality that people have when they see homeless people. When you pull up to a light and somebody got a, a windshield washer thing and they're trying to put that stuff, they ain't got no water. They just got, I don't know how they're going to clean it. Okay, they didn't even do nothing but smear the dirt on your window. All right, that's all they're going to do. Okay, and then have their hand out asking for some money. That's the same mentality we have. Hurting people who have needs, we want to send them away. Go, go on, go on. We, we wave at them, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Wave at them. Because when they, when they come my way, the first thing I ask them is, Lord, do you want me to give them something? Because I sure don't want that squeegee on my car. I don't know where that squeegee be and what you've been doing with it, okay, or where you found it at. I don't want that on my car. But I asked him, should I give him some money? He'll say yes or no. And then I, if he says yes, I say, well, how much? He'll say a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, hundred dollars. Whatever he tell me, if I have it on me at the time, I'm, I'm, I'm letting it go, okay? Watch this. Read verse 24 for me. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Wait a minute. Did we start? Where did we start reading that? We started, 20, we started at 21. Okay. Did we start at 21? Mm-hmm. And read verse 22 for me because I, I somehow we got past that. And behold, a woman of Cayman came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. She's vexed with the devil. Okay. What was she? She could have been schizophrenic. She could have been paranoid. We don't know. But when the, when you open a, a portal or a window by fooling with witchcraft, that's how that happens most of the time. Horoscopes and witchcrafts and tarot cards and, and all that stuff. It's all witchcraft. Okay. And when you open a portal for that, those spirits to come on you, if you invite them at some point to take over, and I'm watching commercials now that have all these video games and stuff, laced with witchcraft, ugly voices, ugly images, and they're filling you with these images, but they're, listen, the same spirit that threw a man that put that animation together for that, for that, is operating in you when you play them, when you fully enter in. Mm-hmm. Cause you have these, you have these, these video games now, where they got microphones and everything. You can talk 
It's not even your voice. In other words, you're changing persons. You're inviting those spirits into your life. So parents, be very careful about the games that you let your children play and who you let them play with on the internet because all of these Xboxes and all this stuff, PlayStations, they all have interactive, okay, through the internet to play and participate with people. And you're doing something else, you cooking, and your son or daughter is playing with somebody who is a real demon who is speaking and declaring witchcraft on them through this game. It looks like a game, but it's a game to 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 vex your household, starting with your child. And you got a lot of adults to play too. A lot of adults play these games. And be careful about playing them kind of game. I, I like war, I like war pictures and I like good cowboy pictures where the where the where the bad guy always get it at the end, you know. Um, I looked at the equalizer with uh, Uncle D, and one thing I liked about him, he he was defending the rights of innocent people to be innocent. He was. Uh, I don't think he could find his operation in the Bible, but, you know, I like the fact that wicked people get what they got coming. But she said here, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now, first of all, she recognized the Christ on him. She knew that David prophesied that a man would come who would have the anointing. Okay? That would have the anointing. The anointed, he would be the anointed one with the anointing of God. The full measure of all that God is, all that he has, and all that he can do. She knew that there was one coming. She didn't say Jesus Christ. She said, thou son of David, which means he told, told him, even though she was a Canaanite woman, she was not a Jew, that she had read the book. She had some knowledge of the prophecies of his coming. She had probably watched him. Oh, and followed him and waiting for her opportunity. And she said, I can't take it no more. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Let's see what grievously means here. Physically or morally amiss, diseased, evil, grievous, miserably sick and sore. Ooh. That's bad. When your child get there, it says with the devil. Let's look at this word devil saying. What's this word say? To be exercised by a demon. Having been vexed, possessed with the devil. See, if you're Christian and you've already received Jesus Christ, you cannot be possessed, but you can be oppressed. There's so many people that's Christian and you go to that medicine cabinet and they're sticking that stuff down. They throw it every day and it's, it's anxiety. They're giving them sedatives and all that. You don't need all that. All you need is a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. Read verse 20, 23 for me. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Now, why would he send her away? This is a man with great compassion. And every time you see Jesus and somebody came on him, he answered them immediately. And even if God was sending him somewhere else, he changed his motive his, his direction, he changed his destination to go serve that person. But this woman here, 
But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Read verse 24 for me. Why would he send her away? You have to have, a, you have, to have real understanding. Jesus was sent initially, okay, to the house of Israel. He was, a, he, he was a priest of the highest order, an educational, ordained priest in the Jewish sect of education and ordination. He had the highest. That's why when you see him at the crucifixion, when they took his robe off of him, it, it was celebrated. It had all the tassels and, and all the ornaments and everything of somebody who held the highest order of Jewish priest there, that you could achieve. But he answered her and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So how do we get saved then? If that's, I'm not Jewish. Are you Jewish? No. Okay. What are we? We are children of the Most High God. Children of the Most High God. Now, how do we get to be children of the Most High God? We accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord. <laughs> there you go. That's the answer I was looking for. We confess Jesus as Lord, and you're going to get a chance to do that in just a few minutes. We confess Jesus as Lord. And the name of this series is Contending with Your Common Faith. And he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Read verse 25 for it. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Ooh, she, she recognized who he was by the prophecies. Thou son of David. She saw the anointing in operation. His testimony was great. You want to know how to fill your church up? Even though there's COVID, guess what? Let somebody get raised from the dead. Let somebody that really get vexed, that really can't help themselves, and a tangible miracle take place, and then that miracle power reside in you. And every time you go, people start following you. They did here, and that's the problem right now. The preachers don't have that because they're not preaching the whole gospel. They're not. Read the next but he answered and said, Is it not meet to take the children's... Wait a minute. What, what, what verse 26. you at? Oh, no, no, no. You skip way down. Come on now. Come back to 23. No. I want you to read it over again okay. because it's... This... But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. That's what we do. Anyway, go ahead. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. She worshipped him. She, this word worship here is powerful, meaning to kiss like a dog, licking the master's hand, to fawn or crouch before him, prostrate oneself in homage to do reverence, to adore and to worship. Oh, man, that's powerful. She fell down at his feet. And what did she say? Read it again. 28, 25. Mm -hmm. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Keep going. But he, he answered and said, Is it not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs? Ooh, she, she listened. She recognized him. She recognized the anointing. He worshipped her, and he made a reference to an analogy of her being like a dog. Mm. But watch this. 
Did she get offended and run off? Did she start throwing rocks? Watch this. Go ahead. 27. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Ooh, that's good. Now, what you see here is the mercy of God. This is the mercy of God. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Verse 28, read it for me. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Great faith. There's a picture of great faith. There's another one in here. I ain't going to get to it right now because we're 20 minutes into a 25-minute show. Read that again. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now watch this. That is a powerful statement. Be it unto you, even as thou wilt. Now, and I was having this discussion uh, with my close friend here this morning about great faith and the faith that Jesus had. The faith that Jesus had was great faith personified, multiplied by a million. Okay. He knew that as long as he was operating inside his covenant with God, that no good thing should be withheld from him. It says, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. So if you want to be a millionaire so you can get money to feed these homeless people, to take care of children and orphanages, to lead them to the Lord, to send Bibles all over the world, you can do that. But see, most of the preachers don't want money to do that stuff. They just want to get through their little ministry and have their little life, and they say they got enough. Well, it's hurting people out here. And the one to three percent remnant is gonna take is gonna be controlling your money before it's over with. There's one to three percent of the people who have compassion. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, Oh woman, great. Let's see what this word great is. Oh my God, let me read it. Let me read it. It says big or figuratively in a very wide application. Exceedingly great, high, large, loud, mighty, sword. See, I'm loud. I got loud with a lady at the at the supermarket yesterday. She tried to bring me down to her her father, who was a preacher, and what he thought about Corvid and all that. And I was yelling at the top of my lungs. And everybody out in the parking lot was looking at me like I was crazy. Listen, I'm loud because I got I have uncommon faith. I have great faith. I have the same faith, the same spirit of faith that Jesus has. Why? Because I said it. He said, be that. What does it say? Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Do you want that faith? But the only way you can get it is you start using the measure of faith that you got now. And it has to grow to that. That's not something you can just wake up with. You have to use, start using, be willing to use everything that God has given you. Okay, so going back to, to Jude 1, we don't have time to go back to the scripture because we're 23 minutes in, and I want to make an altar call. Uh, yeah, let's do that real quick. And I want to go back to verse 3. It says, Beloved, Jude 1, 3, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you, and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Common faith. This word common here. Oh, my God. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Jude 1, 3, the word common means profane, common, defiled, unclean, un, unclean and unholy. 
This is Apostle Prophet Chris Ward. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and move out of common faith, defiled, unholy faith, which is, and what is that? When you only use the faith for what you want. Hello? That's not, that's, that's not what Jesus was de de dealing with. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for my sins. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to live, abide, and dwell now and forever. If you heard this live on KTYM and you want to listen to it again, you can go to anchor.fm slash voice of dominion. And if I said that prayer too fast, go there and listen to the message all over again. And guess what? You can make the confession real quick. Fill it with the Holy Spirit. We'll see you next time. Bye. This week will be a week for